Hey Steve, how you doing? Not too bad. How are you, Neil? I'm good. I uh I wanted to ask you something. Yeah, what's that? Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Serious Series, the podcast? No. I thought not. It's not a story the internet would tell you. It's an audio legend. Serious Series was a podcast series so beloved and listened to that it could use the audience to influence the play count to create popularity. It had such a knowledge of listener trends that it could even keep the audience it had with long droughts between episodes. The dark web is a pathway to many listeners some consider to be bots. It became so listened to. The only thing it was afraid of was not recording episodes, which eventually, of course, they didn't. (laughs) Unfortunately, they shared stories with their listeners, and their listeners killed them in their sleep. It's ironic. They could save others from death, but not their podcast. (laughs) That That was beautiful. Poetic. Welcome back to Serious Series of Utmost Importance, the series. This is a podcast where we talk about anything that you can logically group into a series. Uh, It can be music, movies, games, uh, diseases. I'm Neil, one of your hosts. And I'm Steve, I guess a guest at this point. Maybe a guest host. I don't know how I'd call myself a host at this point. A guest host. Uh, host sounds very... Ugh, that didn't feel right. You could I'm be a, a Padawan host. <laughs> yeah. So today we are talking about Star Wars, but specifically the prequel trilogy, episodes 1, 2, and 3. I mean, what else is there to be talked What else significant is there? I honestly haven't even seen past the... Like, I haven't seen the most recent Star Wars, honestly. Oh, you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> I have not. Oh, is, it's it, re- is it good? It's really bad. Oh, wow. That actually makes me really pumped. That actually... It, it Now that we have, like, the three trilogies of, of trilogies, I can definitively say that the prequel trilogy is not the worst trilogy. I'd say the sequel trilogy is worse. Wow. I still have seen the first two. I haven't seen the the last one. But, okay, if it's that bad, then I'll definitely watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely worth watching for... I think it's wor- it's rated worse than The Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh man, uh, that was that took me back. That really took me back. And it's funny because when when we watched it to begin, with, like around when like The Phantom Menace came out, I was too young to realize how bad it was. Yeah, ninety nine. Just yeah, it was just a Phantom Menace. It was just the first installment. Well, the, the the fourth, not the first. Yeah, I mean the first. You know what I mean. So the first chronologically so you in the star wars universe yeah to prep for this episode you watched episode one right yep that i did i accidentally watched both episodes two and three today oh accidentally yeah it was just i tripped and i fell and you know then episode two started and i couldn't get up and then episode three just kept playing wow yeah uh yeah i hate when that happens the, can you imagine if we weren't kids when Phantom Menace came out and we were looking forward to the new Star Wars for so long and then that's what we saw? <laughs> I mean, I 
if if it if it came around around like around this time, then it mm-hmm. would be great because the memes and everything and Reddit and that would how, be great. But, how did that start? How did the memes around this start? Because that <laughs> has actually, I think, significantly impacted how I view the prequel trilogy in a positive way. I know. I mean, the, I, I I actually love it. It's kind of almost endearing now. I wonder if there's any... Is there is there a way we can actually track this down? I'm sure, yeah. It's only been a couple of years that prequel memes was a big thing. Prequel memes. Uh, I remember one of the first things I saw on that subreddit was that they had a concerted effort to get a picture of Palpatine uh, highly upvoted so that when you Google the Senate, that was the first thing that comes yeah. up. That was probably one of the first posts. It was December 27, 2016 is when it originated. So, yeah, not not too long ago. But uh, people realized it was so bad it was actually good. You know, that's... I'm looking... I, I just Googled the Senate and it didn't come up. It's just I, pic- pictures of senators. I remember at one point it, it did. It wasn't the first one, but it was one of the suggestions. It was one of the... <laughs> oh, man. There are some great... Great lines that you know. Some in in context, they're even funnier. Like I love they're funny taken out of context and put into memes, but actually seeing it like in context is just even even funnier. Um, the 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 transitions were some of the most awkward transitions I think <laughs> I've ever. And like you can't even meme the transitions; they just are what they are. But they're so bad. It's it was. It was it was quite enjoyable. I had the biggest grin on my face going through some of these. They're actually saying the, the lines in the context. It's crazy how stilted some of the writing is, but it's also I will like unironically, I really enjoyed rewatching these movies. I think probably because they're like childhood movies and then also probably because prequel memes has has kept them in the collective consciousness. <laughs> yeah. And also I just think that they are structured lovingly like they're bad some of them are bad some of the dialogue is bad but they are very original and they're different than anything that was in the original trilogy and i'd say that the sequel trilogy doesn't have that going for it it's just sort of rehashing the original trilogy is that the case the last episode too by the way oh my god the last episode is even more rehashing and oh my gosh and it retcons episode eight that who who uh, the last it retcons the last Jedi. Oh, because they didn't have a cohesive plan for the sequel trilogy. They just made each director made stuff up as they went along. It literally just went on hype. It survived yeah. on. That's that's pretty well. That's not amazing given how it. You know, you're just kind of BSing a whole like series here, and you're just running on the momentum from. <laughs> yeah, it was running on that's... nostalgia, but then also just didn't have anything original to say. It prompted a, a whole star like a uh, South Park um, oh, yeah. theme, that whole member berry thing from Star Wars or uh, South Park that season happened. But the point is, the prequel trilogy, what like treaded new ground. They at least tried yeah. to do something original, and I really respect it for that. It, no, yeah, there's there's definitely no, the the dialogue being that bad. I don't think existed in any. I mean, was the dialogue that bad in any of the other? The dial no, the dialogue is definitely the worst and. Is, is is really bad in the prequel trilogy. I, I can't give it points for that. But, but now now that's become part of what you love about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if that would be the case if it weren't for the subreddit. Or the, no, the I think the subreddit really has done a lot for the reputation of the prequel trilogy. <laughs> so episode one. I, did, I haven't watched this in many, many years, so walk me through it. 
So the Trade Federation kind of sets up a blockade around Naboo. Uh, that's all I got. I didn't know Palpatine was from Naboo. Yeah, no, no, he was. It was him, and then, and then Amidala, who was the decoy and all that stuff. Who played? Was it Kira Knightley? Who yeah, that was Kira Knightley. She did not. Whoever that. I mean, I, I, I was so surprised to find that out. I think you might have told me. Someone told me like a while back about the decoy being. Yeah, yeah. Remember when everyone thought the Jar Jar was the... Uh, oh, the Sith Lord? Snoke, was Snoke, whatever his name was. Yeah, well, no, the, it was the Darth Jar Jar theory, um, which is, I don't think, true, but it was really, really creative. It was. I mean, that would have redeemed whatever the hell... <laughs> in, the, in, the new, in the new Disney canon, um, Jar Jar ends up like a, a societal reject on Naboo, and he's like a street performer, and he dies alone. Oh, I mean that's that's pretty accurate given what you yeah. expect from him. But they wrote they wrote a short story about it, um, and that's because everyone hates him because he's the one who initially voted to give Palpatine emergency powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, the downfall of the Republic is Jar Jar's fault. I wonder. If, I, I I don't remember if it was that part of the theory because he was. I think so. Yeah. With him. Yeah. I think that was part of the theory. But anyway, what else happened? So there's a blockade that the Trade Federation sets up, ordered by Palpatine, yada yada. There's They attack Naboo, and then... Actually, there's a pretty happy ending. It could almost be like a like an isolated thing. I, I guess what's insidious is that uh, Palpatine get, becomes uh, Chancellor. Oh, I guess Qui-Gon dies and you know all that stuff, but... Um, also, I didn't something they did such a good job of me like not clicking that Liam Neeson was Qui-Gon. I remember looking back several years after and then thinking like, "Oh my god, that was Liam Neeson." Yeah, cuz when you're a kid watching these, you don't care that that's Liam Neeson, that's just Qui-Gon. Exactly. I mean, it's I don't know. I don't know. I, I just that never registered for me. I guess that was uh, It's it, cuz it's also a very different role, I think, than other stuff he has. Oh yeah. Definitely not taken for Duel of the Fates. Great song. That duel between uh, Maul and Qui-Gon and then Obi-Wan, that's, def- even despite the rest of the movie, great, great scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that uh, Qui-Gon decides to sit and meditate. Has, like, a nice quick, uh, in between, like, right, right as the doors come in between them, in between their lightsaber fight, uh, he just decides to sit down and, you know, get in the lotus position and then... Uh, <laughs> It's better than if he was in, like, downward-facing dog, and then Maul just comes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, um... I forgot about midi-chlorians. Yeah, well, his his are off the chart. They're above 20,000, Anakin's. <laughs> I, I, I think that was one of the things that got the most hate from this movie. Besides Anakin, besides Not, pod racing. Besides Jar Jar? Besides, well, so Jar... Some of the stuff that resulted from people hating this movie so much is actually really sad. Um, the actor who played Jar Jar, uh, Ahmed Best, he said he wanted to kill himself after because of the reaction. Oh, like, yeah, no, I heard that. Which is like, yeah, you know, that's that's not cool. Even though he played a shitty character, he did a good job playing that shitty character. And he didn't write the character. Yeah. I mean, he just did what, he, what his job was. And, and then same thing as Anakin's. You're probably going to say Anakin's... Mm-hmm. character he, he became like a I don't know what happened he's like a drug addict or something well it's actually really sad so Jake Lloyd um, is the actor 
He's has paranoid schizophrenia. Oh shit! And I don't think that's because of Star Wars. Yeah, he just always. Yeah, but I don't think that it like the fame and stuff. I don't think did did well for him, and then he got bullied at school. And you know, obviously, we don't know what causes schizophrenia, and I'm not going to say that it was negative fan reception to Star Wars. Or not but, uh, having a father, being fathered entirely by midi chlorians. I mean, <laughs> I think that's probably that's probably I think, pretty dramatic. I think we do need clinical trials on midi chlorian levels <laughs> in development of mental illness. I think that's really well, promising. I, I know Master Yoda doesn't even have uh, that that high a midi chlorian count, so maybe maybe there's a, there's a point where it's just too much, you know. It's too much to channel. You can measure 24-hour plasma or urine midichlorian <laughs> uh, to plasma midichlorian ratio. Um, if they're just microscopic organisms that live inside of you, though, will they be killed by antibiotics? Yeah, which is funny because the like right before the pod race, he like uh, Qui Gon like sneakily just jabs him with a needle, and Anakin was like, and he just says, "Good as new." And I was just like, "Wait, what?" What just happened? And he's like, "Oh, I'm just checking your blood for infection." Oh, casually before before a race, the the uh, the, the the medical clearance. Wait, they they have infection. They have blood. They have sepsis in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was like, "You're checking for bacteremia right now, just casually." Like, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what. Uh... But anyway, that's I guess how he's checking the midichlorians. But it sounded. It sounded like a routine thing the way he, the way he said it. Also, just casual slavery. Oh yeah. Well, I guess that was a corner of the galaxy that wasn't uh, ruled by the Republic. So. Oh, yeah, Tatooine's but, not part of the Republic. Uh, Tatooine, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't controlled by the Republic. Yeah. I her accent was weird. Anakin's mom. I don't know. I don't know what kind of accent it was. It's uh, a Tatooine slave accent. And no, literally, no other person had that accent on. Uh, what uh, what was your favorite part of episode one? I love how long and drawn out the pod racing scene was. Like, probably like a quarter of the movie was this pod racing. And honestly, I just I just love this cinema. I have a I have a projector in my room and I just enjoyed it like a like a little child. I Damn. I, I loved it. Well, so I love that it was that long. Initially I was I used to think like, oh, it's a it's the pod racing scene. I wasn't such a big fan of it, but I was just eating that up this time. So as a child, you were like, oh, it's the pod racing scene. I don't like this. Yeah, which is weird. I know. I, I thought it was just too... I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just I didn't like it all that much. Very highbrow child. Well, I mean, I clearly missed out on something because now I'm pining for that. It it wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but... <laughs> I think it the whole movie was designed to appeal to children more than the original movie. What were. was it rated? Was it PG? Yeah. That was rated PG and they burned a body in it. They burned Qui-Gon Jinn's body in it. Yeah, you know how kids are with <laughs> pyromania and post-death mutilation. Yeah, like his body was was like uh, hemisected. Is that should I is that, am I saying that right? Hemisected? Qui Gon or um, uh, Darth Maul? Yes. Transected? I don't. I don't even. Um, I love that he just has horns. Like who else yeah. just has horns? He literally just looks like a devil. Well, so this is jumping ahead, but um, apparently, so much uh, like so Darth Maul comes back after this movie. Oh, in the in the um, and wait, what does he come back in? 
I think he comes back in Clone Wars first, the TV show. Oh, okay, okay. That and I then, haven't seen too much. And then he comes back in, um, have you seen, you know, Solo? Yeah, I have, yeah. He's in that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Solo. So I thought you were saying Rogue One. I was like, I don't remember him seeing in Rogue No, no, no. No, no, he's in Solo. He's in Solo? How does he come back? What does he come back at? I haven't finished The Clone Wars yet. I'm in the process of watching it. And it's actually oh. pretty solid. I recommend it. But, um, yeah, he he comes back. There's some stuff where he takes over Mandalore, I think. He has, like, a whole plot, and it's very well done. People really, really like it. Wow. He actually in, talked. I didn't realize he actually mm-hmm. talked. Yeah, he talks. And in general, the Clone Wars uh, show, after it uh, grows its beard, it is supposed to be really, really good as far as redeeming the character arcs between episodes two and three and just providing a lot of um, extra information and, and context for these characters. Doesn't Anakin have, like, other lovers and stuff? He doesn't have... No, no. He, he's married... So, by the end of episode two, which I totally didn't realize until I was watching it again today, he he gets married to Padme. Yeah, but I saw... I mean, that I remember, but I, th- I thought I could have sworn seeing on some subreddit that he loved someone else at some point? Is that... he, he has a Padawan. Oh. I don't a female think... Padawan? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they have a relationship, but like oh, he... Oh, maybe I misconstrued. Yeah, okay. So uh, it's a very popular character uh, named Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I watched... This is skipping ahead past episode two, but there was another theatrical movie that was released after episode three before the, Star, uh, before the Disney era of movies, and that was the animated Clone Wars movie. And that was both set between when? That was that's, set. So that's set between episodes two and three, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, lead-in to the Clone Wars TV show. Oh. And it's a very bad movie oh. in that it's just three episodes of the TV show basically stitched together as a movie. So it got, re- it got really bad ratings, and f- for valid reasons, because it really was three separate like 30-minute story arcs that didn't really need to be a movie. That's actually what it was. It was actually three episodes that they just kind of slapped together. Yeah, well, it's very it's stitched together. It's not like three. It's not like distinct episodes. The sort of no, but like that's essentially plot. what it. That yeah, is what it was. Oh. It was an afterthought to the TV show. Oh, theatrical but, meeting, like it actually a theater. Mm-hmm. It was released in two thousand eight. No way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't. Well, it's you know, learn you know learn something new every day. I guess. I watched it for the first time a couple of days ago because I'm watching the show right now. And also, weird thing about the show is that it was released in not chronological order. The show? Yeah, so like it starts with an episode in season three, and then it goes to an episode in season two, and then the Clone Wars movie, and then a couple episodes in season three, and then back to season one. Why? I have no idea. But I'm... It's supposed to be a really good carrying the story from episode two to episode three and really redeeming the character of Anakin and making his turn to the dark side more believable. Yeah, it seemed it, it definitely seemed very abrupt, like like a lot of things seemed abrupt. Speaking of, I mean, going back, I guess, to episode one, I, I think abrupt was like a theme of the entire movie. Like, I remember I just love the 180. This is like just randomly specific, but when they're having the the con- the conversation about pod racing right before they start, mm-hmm. and they're uh, and his <laughs> everyone's like, oh, you know what? Like, I, I don't want to put him in in this position. It's like too dangerous. And his mom's like, yeah. And then like all of a sudden, like a a couple seconds later, she's like, but he should do it. He was meant to do it. 
And they're like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> that's just and, that's just an example of the believable character motivations that George Lucas is so well known for. Oh, my gosh. It's it was it was kind of it was, I mean, these things I didn't pick up on. That was more subtle. That's not something that you can throw into a meme. But like, um, well, there is a guy going through every line in the prequels and making a meme about them right now. Really? Yeah, every day he makes a new meme. Really? What, is this on the subreddit? Yeah, people are very dedicated. This subreddit is still alive and pretty strong. Maybe not as strong, or maybe I'm not following it as much as I did. I still do, but like, it's still pretty strong. Quarantine has done wonders for the creativity of this subreddit, I gotta oh, say. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Let me see. Like, we're gone are the, uh, this is, now this is pod racing days, but. <laughs> yeah. But I, my face lit up when I heard that. Ugh. I'll try, okay, I had the biggest, you know when I had the biggest grin? I'll try spinning, that's a good trick. That was my favorite, that that, that got me. There were, that, so that, many, there were so many lines in episodes two and three that I was just smiling for, like, inappropriate reasons because <laughs> of the, the memes. That, it, it, it almost gave me, like, a single tear. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like, These are very heartwarming movies. No, they told, yeah, no. I feel very, I felt very happy watching them today. I did, I did. It it was, there's certainly, and it's beyond just the fact that it was a childhood movie. I think that was hugely, you were saying that's part of it, but it's, it's thanks, no thanks to the subreddit. Did, did that, is that where it originated? Did, did someone realize like, hey, this is so bad, this is amazing, let's make a subreddit about it? I think so, Was there a thing on like 4chan or like something that preceded the subreddit? (laughs) It must have been 4chan. Most of these things are 4chan. Most of the stuff that ends up on Reddit is in some way uh, originated somewhere in 4chan, I'm sure. I, the gulf between episode one and then episodes two and three is, I think, the biggest gulf between any movies within a trilogy. Meaning, what, golf meaning? Um, between time-wise? Like, yeah, time-wise and then between storylines. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, episodes yeah. two and three are really connected. Everything in the original trilogy is really connected the sequel trilogy is meh, whatever. Um, but then, <laughs> yeah, episode one is sort of like its own beast, and then episodes two and three are their own thing together as well. Yeah, episode one seemed pretty complete. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess there were a couple loose ends, but nothing that made me feel like it almost seemed semi-standalone, something about it. Yeah. They're, like, celebrating that Naboo got it. Yeah, there's like I said, there's some insidious stuff, but, I mean. Insidious stuff. Hey. <laughs> Palpatine has these names just in his back pocket, ready to deliver to his new Sith apprentices. Apprentices? I've never said that word before. I guess it's apprentices, yeah. Yeah, where does he come up with these names? He just, like, comes up with routinely evil-sounding names. He has, uh, what what, what was Dooku's evil name? Count Dooku wasn't his name? He had another name. Well, Count Dooku was his name, but he had an evil name as well. Like a Sith name. Darth Tyrannus. Oh, why well, vaguely, vaguely. I, I, that, that sounds vaguely familiar. I wasn't as... Count Dooku. Count sounds pretty... Uh... Yeah, it sounds so evil already. You know what I realized in the first episode? It's just that everyone just looks so... That's... Okay, that, that makes sense that it was that it was so, I guess, somewhat uh, oriented towards the younger population because all the... All the uh, like, the good people were very conventionally handsome, good-looking people and then Darth Maul literally looks like the devil yeah like <laughs> that that makes sense though I, di- I didn't know it was PG I, I just I'm I'm pretty sure it was PG I think most of the Star Wars movies are PG 
Except for uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith was PG-13. Props to Palpatine for reprising. What's his? What's the guy's name who played Palpatine? Um, Ian McDermott. Is he still alive? Yeah, he played Palpatine again in episode 9. Oh, did he really? Mm-hmm. I have to watch that. How old is this guy? He, he is he 75. Looked, how old was he in, ep- in episode... Uh, it looks like he's always been 75. Yeah, I think he's always been 75. <laughs> oh, yep. And uh, exactly in episode... What was his first appearance? Was it episode 5 or episode 4? Probably... Well, the, four? the character... Wait, was it... What, did he also play it in the original trilogy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? That dude? Oh my god, he did. He did, dude. He did. That's what's so amazing. Oh wow! He, he was the the uniting yeah yeah yeah. Good for him. Isn't that awesome? I'm that like is... I thought this guy would have died, but I mean he he played an old person so well. He looks like he like I said he looks like he he probably to me it seemed like he came out of the wound looking uh, seventy five. Like Patrick Stewart. Exactly. Wow, that's actually really cool. That makes me appreciate him more. It's not, yeah no 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 yeah the the, the subreddit uh, pointed that out to me yeah like a year or two back yeah. All of the actors are doing their best, and who's who's still commercially successful? Who's been in it besides Ewan McGregor? So Ewan McGregor definitely, Natalie Portman definitely. Oh, Natalie Portman, yeah. Samuel L. I Jackson. I mean, that was one of her. Oh, okay, that's because he's iconic in his own. Uh... Um, Frank Oz was prolific. I don't know if he's still alive. Who's who's Frank Oz? Yoda, the puppeteer. Oh, oh, <laughs> of course. Who's the guy who played um, the original Chancellor? Oh, the one in episode one? Yeah. He looked semi-famous to me. He looks like a, a Britpop star. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he, had a, he had a cool name too, actually. It started with an F or something. Oh, Valorum. Chancellor Valorum. Who's the guy? Terrence Stamp. Yeah, what did he play? Oh, Terrence Please Stamp is famous. Tell me he was in Game of Thrones or something, because he looks so familiar. I, I he he looks like he was in in Game of Thrones or some other. He was General Zod in the original Superman movies. Oh yeah, that I wouldn't have. Wait, dude, what else was he in though? Like this is like, uh, I guess not. He looked like he was in some British thing. Maybe he was. He looks like people who are in other movies. I think he has one of those faces. He looks like. Who does he look like? He looks like the, the Game of Thrones, the original. Um, the Maesters of Winterfell, he reminds me of. I forget it. I forget the guy's name. No, I don't think he was in Game of Thrones, which is probably a, a dodge am bullet. Be, am, I being, <laughs> am I being racist? Or I don't know what it would be in this scenario. Anyway, he is Anyways. famous, but not, not for yeah. what I... Oh, I guess he was in Yes Man. I don't know if I remember <laughs> Yes Man all that much. Um, episode 2, then. The clone... Uh, Attack of the Clones, sorry. Um, not as bad as I remembered. Really? Yeah. It's not a good movie, but it's not <laughs> as bad as I remember it to be. I love the scene where... I mean, this whole sand scene, but my favorite part of that scene is the sound of him rubbing her shoulder at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so loud. It's so awkward. It's so loud. I almost just want to watch it again. Hold on. I, I, um, Mace Windu is, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is a bad actor in this movie. Yeah. 
Um, the actor who plays little Boba Fett is really bad. Christopher Lee is really good as Dooku. He's just, he oh, elevates yeah. the entire thing. <laughs> and the fact that so many people are, who are, I think, not normally bad actors are bad actors in this, I think speaks to bad direction. But I will say, I don't know if Hayden Christensen is a good actor or not. I don't, I, I didn't feel like he was. I don't think I've, he's someone who hasn't been in a lot of stuff since Star Wars. There was one other movie called Awake about some someone who was awake during anesthesia. Oh, God. Jessica Alba was in that movie. Yeah. Um, was, he was in oh, Jumper God, also, I think. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I don't, I haven't, I've never seen that movie. Hold on. Yeah, it's about a jacket. Jumper. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I haven't seen this. I know what this movie is, though. I forgot that Dooku cuts off Anakin's hand in the final duel. <sighs> yeah, he does pretty well for himself. Honestly, he he kind of held his own. If it weren't for uh, Anakin. He actually did pretty well for himself. I just love how the people he walk in with, like, who are supposed to be pretty well-trained Jedi, just get knocked out in the first, like, two seconds. In the final duel, you're saying? In that duel, when they try to arrest Palpatine, oh, that's that's well, I mean, that's episode. Three. No, no, that's episode three. Yeah, yeah. So episode two, at the climax, uh, Anakin and Obi Wan go in to fight Dooku, um, and then Obi Wan's like, "Let's fight him together," and Anakin's like, "No, nah, I got this," and he runs forward. <laughs> then Dooku just like force pushes him against a wall and knocks him out. Then Obi Wan gets beat. Then Anakin like saves him, and then Anakin gets his hand cut off. Yeah. Then Yoda walks in, and it's like, all right, I got this, and just flips around for a while, <laughs> which I loved. That was amazing. I love, I, I, I don't know if this is specific to episode two, but I love a lot of the unnecessary motion that you see during the lightsaber fight. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Do you remember? There was this one, it's when, when Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting, again, this is wavering into episode three. But when they have that, that duel, what's the planet that they have? that the Mustafar. Yeah. And they're fighting. And for like a good five seconds at one point, they're just like swinging. Like they're just doing tricks and like no one's swinging at each other. I'm like, what the spinning. hell was the- That's a good trick. <laughs> you, you know what I wonder? Is, did they name that planet because of James Earl Jones? Most, which one? Uh, the Mustafar. Because that's where Darth Vader like essentially is created. Oh, I don't know, yeah. And then James Earl Jones also voiced um, Mufasa. Um, with, yeah. I don't think so. I think I'm reaching. That might be a stretch. Uh, I'm trying to find the... Uh... Oh, earlier drafts of episode three had the planet's name as Mufasta. Oh, wow. So actually, maybe not then. Maybe that's not hmm. too much of a stretch. Oh, actually, Mus- Mustafa is a, uh Arabic name that means the chosen one. So that was probably it. Oh. Well, I like to believe that it was because of James Earl Jones. I also love how Jar Jar is so easily manipulated in this movie. I don't remember much of Jar Jar in episode two. I mean, I know he was there. I just don't. So the backlash to Jar Jar in episode one was so heavy that they cut his role significantly in each of the subsequent episodes. Um, He is just a another representative for Naboo in the Senate. And then he gets manipulated into proposing a motion that gives Palpatine emergency powers. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. So he just dooms the Republic in pieces. He's in episode three for a second. So in response to his horrible, like the 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 reception 
in mm. episode one. They make him do something like just as horrible during the little time he had. In, in yes, two. but less screen time. Sure. Yeah. Um, don't uh, I don't think there's much else to say about episode two. The final scene. Oh, I mean, the love story is just it, it's so bad. <laughs> it's not believable at all. Um, <laughs> it's like weird and stalkery, and then at, suddenly at some point, Natalie Portman's like. Oh, I hurt with how much I love you, and it's like... What's their age difference? Oof. I mean, it's, I don't it's know. It's a lot. Obviously, there's, there's no way you would you would, like, would be able to know, but is it supposed to be a lot? Because it feels like a lot. It is. Oh, it's five. Five years. Because she looked a lot older than him. Yeah. Maybe she looked a lot taller than him. That's maybe what it was in episode one. Yeah. It was just five years. Okay. It's, it's not as weird, but it's still... She's 24 and he's 19, which is a little weird. Yeah, I mean, the younger you are, that age difference is a lot more apparent. I don't know. I think, um, and then, so episode two ends in a weird scene with, um, in like a gladiator arena and then suddenly clones show up. All the clones are Django Fett. Django Fett dies. Boba Fett is there. Oh, oh. Natalie Portman gets scratched at just enough just to show her, just to show her, her, her stomach. Um, so episode three then starts out with them rescuing Palpatine from General Grievous, who always confused me until a couple episodes of the Clone Wars that I've seen. He is a, like a, a droid, but he's also, um, organic. Yeah. And he's also, I think he also has COPD. It's so funny how... The droid ended up having the cough. Like, I don't know why. You think like they they there would be some like you don't have to mimic everything the little organism does. You can just <laughs> he has he has a great um he's a great character. I like him a lot. He's he's one of the better villains. I you're saying this from watching the show? No, just from like the design of the character. He has four lightsabers. He does spinny helicopter motions. Classic, classic unifying theme of spinning here. I love yeah. it. I Star Wars is, nothing, if nothing else, poetry about spinning. <laughs> General Kenobi. <coughs> You'd think a droid would be able to overcome that whole aging kind of thing, but nope. Aging? Oh, I, I actually, I, I'm sure there's a canon explanation for why he has a cough, but I'll, I'll get there eventually in the show. I'm just not there yet. Wait, it, you think they'll explain that in the show? That's that's how like uh... actually no, he has a cough in the show already. He he appears in episode two of season one, and he already has a cough. Is he like old? Is he show up old? Well, no, he shows up as the droid. So I mean, the organ. I mean, I'm sure you can't tell, but you don't ever see the organism right until the end. Well, so even in episode three, they don't ever show he is a droid. He just has like a beating heart, and that under his face, he has like some flesh that you can see. Um... And then he dies by Obi Wan shooting his heart. He like peels open oh, the chest cage. Oh, it was cage a heart. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like a Men in Black kind of thing where I don't remember what organism it was, but it was some kind of mini person that was operating. Oh no no! It's it's he is like a full um, cyborg, and then he has a heart open that uh, that Obi Wan kills. Okay, that makes the cough even more puzzling. Then <laughs> he probably has lungs. He has a whole thorax. Did he? Ha- did it look like he had flesh in there? He had flesh in his face. I don't know if he had... He didn't have any flesh in, in his chest. He just had, like, a beating heart. And I don't know if I saw lungs, honestly. 
that was I don't know I yeah you know what yeah I, I don't know if I appreciated him as much as I probably should have I'll I'll have to take another look at episode two during my Disney Plus trial I have to make use a lot of uh, how long is the trial yeah, it's seven days oh it's actually you know what there's a lot on there it's worth a year yeah oh yeah 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 um it's worth just subscribing just yeah. at least to get yeah so in this movie in episode three some notes that I made Ewan McGregor is really really good. Uh, his beard, his facial, like, even when I was young, I didn't have that appreciation for, for that. Like, it's, it's like, yeah. pretty phenomenal, yeah. I am excited for the Obi-Wan TV show that they've announced. With who? Ian McGregor. No way. Yeah. I just wanted to hear you say it. Yeah, it's on. Dis- it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Um, they're writing the scripts now. You and McGregor also aged so well so they could do that easily. Yeah. He just leaves him mutilated and on fire. Oh, yeah. I love Anakin... I love Anakin's last line, and this is something I noticed the first time I watched it. Maybe, like, as I was getting older, I kind of appreciated how horrible the dialogue was. When he said, I, I loved you like a brother, you were the chosen one, and the last thing Anakin says to him, I mean, at that time, before he becomes Darth Vader, is, I hate you. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. That's pretty awesome. And another thing is, I mean, obviously, the classic, from my point of view, <laughs> the Jedi are evil. That sounds like something I would have written in, a, in, a, in an essay when I was in third grade. Yeah. Like... He is so easily manipulated throughout this entire movie. Palpatine is not even, like, doing that much work. Anakin is just, like, Palpatine says one thing, and then Anakin's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, when did his mom die? His mom Was dies in episode? episode two. Okay, so that was supposed to be setting the stage for for all of this. Yeah, yeah, where he goes and, like, murders all the, the, um, the people on Tatooine who Tatooine, killed his mom. Yeah. He kills not just the men, but the women and children, too. <laughs> but then, I mean, the, the jump from that to Palpatine being like, well, the Jedi were trying to kill me, they're evil, now go murder the children in the Jedi Temple, seems a lot. Yeah, that's that seems like a... Palpatine gives him bad dreams that Padme is going to die during childbirth, and then he's... Like he, he tells him the story of Darth uh, Plagueis, and then he tries to convince him to join the Darth side, the the dark side, so that he can save Padme. But then Anakin like goes crazy, kills the younglings because uh, Palpatine told him to. And then later, when Natalie Portman confronts him about this on Mustafar, he like literally chokes her and like makes her pass out. Like, damn man, even if even if you weren't mutilated and Darth Vader at the end, and she was like completely healthy, she'd probably leave you for that. Yep, I don't think that. I mean, he was also his, his. He was also expecting kids, and he knew it. And he just that's like. Do you feel like a man? <laughs> oh, yo! You know what else was great? I actually had this scene loaded here. Hold on. The faces that Palpatine makes oh during his fight with Mace during his. <laughs> yeah, those are those are great. <laughs> he literally looks like a cartoon character. These weird kind of like duck faces. And then he his he also has a weird period of acting really, really bad during that fight. So Mace Windu comes in with three backup Jedi. Palpatine just really quickly kills them. Then Mace Windu has him at the window. Then Anakin's like, I'm here too. And Oh yeah. And um Palpatine like force lightnings at Mace Windu. Mace Windu deflects it back to him and that deforms his face. And then suddenly Palpatine's like, I'm so weak and old and frail. Help me, Anakin. I'm too weak. 
And then right after Anakin um, stops him from stops Mace Windu from killing Palpatine, Palpatine like kills him with Force Lightning, and then just like screams unlimited power. <laughs> I love the way the, how British the way he says power was. P A O A is how he pronounces it. P A O A power power just power. not even. <laughs> yeah, it's a great. Ian McDiarmid is a national treasure. Um, one thing I did want to bring up, what the hell is with the voices of the Trade Federation people throughout the entire prequel trilogy? Oh my gosh. Wait, wait, am I thinking about the same people? You're talking about the people who said, is that legal? Yeah. They're taking, they take, I forgot how how long some of their lines take. Yeah, it's My it's lord, not good. is that? And there's like a minute between, Legal? Yeah, it's not like good I don't know what they were. It's it almost sounded like borderline like they were trying to be racist against someone. No, they were definitely Asiany voices. They just sound like the most clueless. Like it almost sounded like it, it felt like some weird kind of comic relief in the vi- in the villain. And I'm yeah. like, it seems like oh hey boss I'll uh, yeah I'll, I'll uh, you know we'll, we'll do the blockade over Naboo you know and it's just like that just that's just the the impression that I got. Some of the many problems, yeah. Um. What other things? Why does Palpatine just have a life support suit on hand for Vader at the end? Oh yeah, like it's yeah, like he he definitely saw that coming. Too. He was ready yeah. for it. Um, and then my last note for this movie is, "You're so beautiful." It's only because I'm so in love. No, it's because I'm so in love with you. <laughs> what does that even? <laughs> Uh, um who wrote that line um i think george lucas was it george lucas who actually wrote that line maybe i i hope so that that's 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 gold so i mean i guess i understand based on the reception to the prequels why disney didn't listen to any of his suggestions for the sequel trilogy but at the same time I think if they had listened to his suggestions and then, you know, punched up the writing, it would have been a better series of movies. I, I'm, you know what, I'm, I, I mean, I don't disagree with that at all. That That's, who, who directed the last one? J.J. Uh, Abrams. Oh, oh, I thought he just did the first two and then. Did no, no, so one. he did, he did the first one, then it went to uh, Ryan Johnson for the second one, then it went back to J.J. Abrams for the third one. Who else had Ryan Johnson? Is this R I A N Johnson? Yeah, he's the guy who directed uh, Knives Out. But he, I, I feel like he's known for something else too, right? I think so. Looper. He made Looper. Oh, also something I haven't seen. I don't know how else I know him. Maybe that name is very familiar. Maybe it was from just that episode. What is your favorite prequel movie? Three. Yeah, I agree. Probably three. Three is a, objectively a good movie. Like, even beyond the memes. Yeah. If it was just episode three and you hadn't seen episode one or two, I think it's a better movie. Better? I mean, in comparison, yeah. I don't. Would you say it's a good movie? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's still some of the stilted dialogue, but it's a very compelling narrative of Obi-Wan losing his um, trainee and friend. And Anakin mm. feeling manipulated, and then being manipulated, and then killing younglings. Yeah. And then Padme being there. 
She had lost. the least amount to do in this movie, I think. And 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 ultimately, end she I, she probably lost the will to live like early on, very early on. Oh, God, that was watching that scene again where the medical droid is like, "Yeah, she's completely healthy, but um, yeah, she lost the will to live, so she's dying." I um I like the theory that um, Palpatine is draining her life force to give it to Vader. But I, mm. I, there's no evidence for that, but I like it as an explanation for why she dies. Is there? A, does Vader mean something? Probably. The name Vader. Darth, variation of Dark Vader, means father. Oh, duh. Oh. Huh. Well, that's a lot less clever than I thought it was. <laughs> does it, dark father? Ew. Does, uh... Dark daddy. <laughs> Does Anakin mean something? And also, are we believing that Anakin doesn't have a father? Yeah, no, I I didn't believe that at all, too. She, like, had, like, a smirk on her face, too. Like, oh, there was no father. Like, I get the Jesus allegory, but... Yeah, I know. I, I, I think... It's funny, because he wasn't even the chosen one. Wasn't it, like, ultimately, wasn't it Luke? Yeah, I guess so. Or was so, it Ray? No, it's Luke. Yeah, I don't think the name Anakin means anything. I mean, I think coming up with the names, I have an appreci- appreciation for that. Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, I don't know. I like that. Yeah, I mean, there's so much that these movie- that Star Wars has done right that it's um, easy to, you know, overlook the flaws, the many flaws throughout all of the movies. <laughs> um, you know, we can also talk about Rogue One if you want, because that's... I consider Rogue One and Solo to be prequels, also. So I didn't see Solo, but I and my like my memory of Rogue One is very, very, like, it was good. I was like solid. Yeah, I, I think that's that's considered one of the best uh, of the Disney era movies. They're also oh, making really? a sequel show to that, or a prequel show to that, about Cassie and Andor. I don't even remember. He's the guy Diego Luna played. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, they all, like... I do like how they all die at the end. That's cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I also like people all for this, All for this uh, cartridge. All for this, this, this piece of information, I guess. Yeah, and so one thing that confused me, actually, at the end of episode three is they're building the Death Star. Does it take them 15 years to build the Death Star? Yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like it... When did they start it? Wait, when did they show the first scene of them starting it? Well, so the last scene of episode three... Three, it, right? Okay. Yeah, is Palpatine and Vader looking out from the bridge of a Star Destroyer at, like, the framework of a Death Star being created. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that construction just went really, really slowly on this? Because it wasn't operational until after Luke was ready to, you know, be a Jedi. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, and, and they quickly rebuilt, did they rebuild that? No, they built a second Death Star. Oh, casual. Who knows how many were just there? They probably had a spare Death Star. And then, you know, of course, episode seven, they make a planet into a Death Star. Oh, was that the distinction, that it was a planet? Yeah, Star Killer Base was an entire planet. It was like a I mega Death Star. It was bigger? Oh, of course. And then episode 9, which you haven't seen, but there's like a fleet of Star Destroyers that have Death Star weapons on them. 
Oh, okay. So they really never moved beyond the Death Star. Just a giant ball. Like, they just couldn't... They couldn't get past it. But overall, I gained a new appreciation for these movies by watching them as an adult after taking in the prequel memes for so many years. And I think that's the takeaway from this episode for me. I think it's totally worth a rewatch, and I'm probably going to rewatch it again. I mean, I'm going to obviously go to now watch like 2 and 3, but I feel like I'm going to revisit this a lot. So I don't normally watch like the animated shows that are spin-offs, but this is one of the few the the Clone Wars show is one of the few like canon things that George Lucas created that was outside of the main movies. And I think it's probably worth a watch cuz they just brought it back for season 7 after it was canceled like many years ago for Disney Plus, they brought back a season 7. Oh, and the character of Ahsoka Tano is supposed to be really really good and gives Anakin like a good arc with between within the clone wars she's also um this is jumping ahead to i guess the sequels because it takes place after return of the jedi but the mandalorian the show mm-hmm. it's oh, set, you're about that. yeah so it's um season two is supposed to have a live action ahsoka tano in it really mm-hmm. played by rosario dawson so Ahsoka meaning the same spelling of the Indian Emperor Ahsoka? I think so. Ashoka? Yeah. I actually don't know that. Oh, no, no. A-S-O-K. Oh, A-S-H-O-K-A is how you spell that. Ashoka. And what is... Oh, the S and H would be switched for the Indian spelling. Okay, so that was definitely intentional. Or like, not intentional, but like it has to be... Yeah, probably. Not a coincidence, yeah. Oh, you know what I thought was funny? Just jumping jumping back to episode one. Mm-hmm. Just like a just random comic relief that Jar Jar Binks was, but also the, the speech that the um the the Gungans had. How how they literally said I I should have picked up on this, which is why it was a, a children's movie. He said, Now you're in a big uh, uh, like now you're in a ton of doo-doo. Like what? Ex- <laughs> but they actually said that. And I, I I just didn't I couldn't believe they said that. Yep. I probably laughed at that when I was a kid. The entire race of Gungans is just comic relief. Which is just so strange. Did they need... I don't know. Did they feel the need to do comic relief? I don't know. So George Lucas was on this trend already with um, um, episode 6 with the Ewoks. And that those got a really negative reception at the time also. Like, oh, you oh, just added okay. these to sell toys to kids. Because George Lucas negotiated like with his original deal... He negotiated that he gets to keep all of the licensing rights and the merchandising. So that's how he got rich. Yeah. And Fox really regretted that, I think. (laughs) But that's probably why there's so many elements of just, like, creating things that can sell toys in these movies. How much is he worth now? I'm curious. I mean, he he has contributed more to society than we ever will. I oh totally. He's four point eight billion dollars. And just even the fact that we're talking about these movies twenty years after they came out, that's that says something as well. Uh, it does. He doesn't even need to have a neck. Have you seen? Have you seen him? He doesn't really have much of a. Have you seen his neck? I, I that always bothered me. Something about his neck from the front always just bothered me. He has a neck. What are you talking about? I don't know how to. He looks like a massive goiter or something. It's just just oh, the way. Oh wow! It goes. He does. He does look like he has a goiter. Yeah, not that he doesn't have a neck. That's not what I meant. But like, wow, I think that's what. Yeah, it's that always bothered me. He should get an ultrasound of that. Either way, he's the one laughing. 
Yeah, he is. He's the one laughing now. I think he also hates the sequel trilogy. Oh, he's been vocal about it? No, no, he's not been vocal about it. He's a classy dude, but he has <laughs> he has not been effusive in his praise. Yeah, no, and I don't that's... think he's I don't think he's ever said that he likes them. I think he's just like, yeah, they made a movie. I mean, I don't know. I wonder if he's just saying, yeah, that's true. Uh, but I wonder if he's just also like, maybe it's not my place given how much people shat on the trilogy initially. Yeah, and he, um, you know, he got paid a ton of money. Yeah, honestly, that's that's kind of good that he's just doing his thing, just enjoying his money. Um, if you could blend any two up two, okay, no, so there's only three movies, so you can't really do this with three movies but if you could pick any two characters to blend into the character that would have the worst dialogue in these movies who would it be i mean anakin has pretty bad dialogue i mean he has to be in there okay blended with who ah is it too is it too easy to say jar jar i mean i'm sure there's someone else uh it has to be Anakin. Definitely has to be Anakin, and maybe Jar Jar. Maybe that's too easy. But no, that's totally valid. Who <laughs> would you say? Um, so I'll try to do different characters because there are many other characters with bad writing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. Padme does not have great writing. She doesn't. Probably just as the counterpoint to Anakin being his romantic pairing, she also has some really bad romantic writing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Padme, and uh, who's the guy who sells Anakin at the beginning, or who who owns Anakin? His name Watto? Yeah, Watto. I'm going to go with Watto and and Padme. <laughs> Alright, is there anything else you want to say? Um, I'm so, shit, I feel like things are going to come, come to me after. You can always, you know, record a little bit and send it to me, I'll add it in. Yeah. I initially started making notes, and then after that, I was just too, I was just too caught up in it. Yeah, I was yeah, just that's fine. Enamored. It's because of you know how engrossing the writing is. Exactly. All right. I I think I was just as enamored by like some of the special effects as I probably was back uh, back then. It's been so long since we've had something so, or since I've seen something so. Just, just something on that scale. Yeah, and obviously, I'm not including Game of Thrones for obvious reasons. But. It's it's worth watching episode nine just to see it. Um, and then you know you can make your own opinions about it and how it influences the legacy of all the movies that came before it. But you know, you're an Ian McDiarmid fan, so I think you'd you'd enjoy it. I am, and honestly, as far as legacy goes, I mean, we're only talking about a third of the movies being like kind of good. That's true. So, like, I don't know, if, but <laughs> that's like a one, one out of three. That's like a thirty. Like, that's not really great. That's not great track record. But hey, you can't win them all. Well, that's our episode. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>